Hey, you're listening to another episode of The Walk. I'm Father Roderick, and I'm walking outside in the center of Benicom. And the sky is actually beautiful right now. It's uh, evening. The sun has just set, but the sunlight is still hitting the clouds that are now pink against this beautiful azure, like blue sky. It is gorgeous. And it's only there for a few minutes, and then it will get dark. Not entirely dark, because the, the town is uh, already in, I would say, end-of-the-year Christmas mood. These lanterns are all decorated with uh, lots of small lights. It looks very cozy, very nice. I was uh, hoping to find a USB hub. I'm setting up my, my new podcast uh, set for streaming and for recording and I've got a lot in place I'm very happy with the overall looks because I have this bigger working room I'm now able to use lenses on my on my camera that I wasn't able to use before because they are pretty close-up lenses they give this nice blurry background but uh, since they zoom in quite a bit you have to have the space for the tripod. Um, and I can do that now. And it, I'm so happy with the result. It took me all day to kind of figure out what to do and to uh, also connect everything because I've got various um, pieces of equipment. But you also want it to look nice. I don't want it to look too technical. So it's kind of experimenting with how to get the microphone arm out of the way and uh, uh, where to place the laptop and how do I decorate the rest how do I bring color into the picture that was one of the main challenges I've always worked in relatively small rooms where you're against the wall basically if you use a webcam or even a better camera you just see like a small piece of the wall and it just does not look interesting and it, it doesn't give depth let alone atmosphere now that I have this bigger room, I think I, I came up with a nice uh, overall look of the set. So you'll be able to see that if you, uh, if you follow me on YouTube, uh, because that's where I'll mostly stream. I spent uh, an inordinate amount of time to get the internet running and the Wi-Fi. I had a, um, a guy from the company where I ordered my Wi-Fi or my internet connection install it and then it worked when he was there and the moment he left like a day later the upstairs wi-fi didn't work anymore and got all sorts of connection problems and uh, you always see that like everything works fine sir please sign here and then <laughs> a day later it's like why is my wi-fi so bad what is happening i have a like a mesh uh setup where you've got two wi-fi <clears throat> uh what you call them uh it's like these wi-fi access points but they form like a mesh network so it doesn't really matter where you are in the house um it just sees one big internet uh wi-fi cloud in a certain way and uh that's supposed to work in every room but i i just did a speed test uh in in the in the studio uh because i I don't want to go through the, you know, Wi-Fi connection issues that I had uh, anymore in my life. 
<laughs> it's been a half a year that I've been working with wonky Wi-Fi. So I did a speed test. It turns out the speed is, is really low, and I don't know why. Um, maybe it's... I don't know. I'll just. It could also be the computer itself, because I'm still working with that old uh, uh, MacBook Air that is... Uh, very very old and back then uh the, the usually the, the wi-fi uh, receivers or the antennas weren't as good as they are nowadays so maybe that also is uh adding to the to the issues let me I'm just gonna empty my pockets here i've got a few things that are in my i'm at my front door of the of the rectory oh it's nice and warm here Ah, oh, I finally got the heating working as well. So I, I bought myself a, like a bamboo toothbrush, but it is still it's clicking and making all sorts of noises in my in my bags, which end up in the recording. So I know that's going to irritate me after a while. Um, so yeah, this this um, this hallway was very cold. Uh, let me turn on the light outside for when I get back. I can find the keyhole. Um, I, I wasn't able to heat up the hallway. Turns out that I had to get rid of the air in the radiators. Um, so it's these little things like that, Wi-Fi, heating, uh, <laughs> curtains. We're still working on so many little details. Um, but the, most of it is ready. Most of it is done. Um, so because the Wi-Fi upstairs was... I felt a little bit too unreliable, or at least a, not not so fast. I was thinking of uh, maybe getting a wired connection, because I have a, a, an Ethernet port, or actually two Ethernet ports in the studio, specifically made for that. So I'm thinking, oh yeah, I'm just going to hook it up to, uh, to the wired Ethernet. And then I realized, but wait a minute, my MacBook Air does not have an Ethernet port. Because it's from that time that um, Apple thought it was just a great service to mankind to remove all sorts of ports. So no more Ethernet port. Um, only two USB ports on, on both on either side. And if you want to get a wired connection to the internet, you have to use a USB dongle, which I have. But then it uses up one USB port, so I've got only one left, and I need two, one for my camera and one for the roadcaster to get the audio in uh, for the for streaming. So, long story short, I was looking for a USB port, a USB hub that kind of splits up the one USB port into maybe two or or four uh, USB ports and see if that would work. Um, turns out they don't sell those anymore, at least not here in the village. Everything moves to USB-C. So, uh, I guess there's no escape. I, I really have to start thinking about getting a slightly newer uh, laptop in order to do the stuff that I want to do. And I definitely need one with more ports. So maybe the newer MacBooks are more suitable for my purposes. Ah, oh, but, yeah. <laughs> it's always the struggle um, between what I have in my head and what I want to do and then the actual 
resources and stuff you have um, and you have to be creative to make it work um, it's I know I know that I'm just in this time of adjustment in a certain way I, I I barely moved into the new home so maybe I try to do too much uh, and I, I need to give myself a little bit more time for the dust to settle and to uh, basically start 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 up my all my routines again speaking of which the habits and the routines are a number one priority for me right now especially because I know that that creates a certain peace of mind the more I do automatically in a certain way the less the less stress it costs the less energy I have to have to put in so I'm trying to kind of calm the waters a little bit after this uh, very intense period of moving and uh, and also work and see if uh, by establishing a new routine or new routines I can get back to that uh, peace of mind that I'd, I really need um, just to give you uh, an update on what's happening work-wise there's been a, a very important development um, I shared with you before that the broadcasting company that I have been working for for almost 15 years now has uh, has decided to end my program and to replace it with another uh, TV program that is more uh, akin to like a general entertainment program that they have on during the week. What they want to do is to lure the people that like that show into watching the new format, the new show that would be during the weekend or aired in the weekend or just on Saturday, I think. And it would be... Oh, sorry about that. That startled me just as much as it did you. This was a kid on a bike. And I don't know. No, he couldn't see that. He couldn't tell that I was recording. But he <laughs> rode by me and started yelling. Oh. And then I have the earbuds in. So I hear everything a little bit uh, louder than in real life. Ah, oh, Okay. Let's see if in post-production I can lower the sound of that a little bit of the audio. Uh, otherwise, I'll, I'll, I might have given you a heart attack. So, where was I? Uh, yeah, so the meeting... <clears throat> uh, I had a meeting this uh, last Monday. So, a few days ago only. Because uh, when I told the, the bishops about the plans to cancel my program, they were concerned uh, because it's one of the last TV programs uh, besides the mass and like a 10-minute program uh, before it where just uh, one of the, uh, let's say, old-time <laughs> presenters has a conversation with one, you know, a person... Sometimes it's a bishop, sometimes it's a priest or a layperson about faith. Uh, my program was the only one that that was still showing uh, stories from the Catholic tradition and Catholic background. Just this week, I finished the third episode of a series, a documentary series about France, um, where I I go uh, from Lisieux to. The Auvergne, uh, I visit uh, Le Puy-en-Velay and other pilgrimage sites, and I tell 
people, the, the story of these saints and of the pilgrimages there and, and about the, the European Catholic roots that are important and as I, still ver- as I, I think still very relevant, all that is considered to be too hardcore for modern audiences and so they want to do something much kind of more, I don't know, lighthearted or it's not not really the tone but more it shouldn't it shouldn't be too much about faith i guess i don't know i haven't seen uh the pilot that they're working on yet but uh the bishops told me or at least a, a delegation of the bishops told me you have to go and talk and see if uh if they can't continue that show and and you have to share our worries about the Catholic identity um, on, on national TV uh, because we, well, we liked what you, what you did. That's all fine. I was a little bit irked by the fact that I had to do that. And I'm thinking if they, if they find it so important that the Catholic message continues to be heard and our Catholic culture and background is still visible on, on public TV then a little bit of support could be useful, you know? <laughs> Maybe write a letter or something like that. Um, I was thinking of heading into the woods, but uh, I, I can tell that it's pitch dark in the forest. So maybe I will not do that. The sun has gone down, and because uh, the leaves have not fallen off, it's, it's like this big, gaping, dark hole in front of me. <laughs> I don't think... Uh, it's not that I'm afraid in the dark, It's just that uh, when you walk there, the paths are sometimes uh, overgrown with, you know, trees or roots. And I don't want to fall and break something. I'll just head back and uh, go for a a walk in the the regular neighborhood around the rectory. But anyway, so I did what they asked. I, I, I told the broadcasting company about my concerns and and uh, asked for a a meeting, which I had this Monday. And, well, it became very clear that uh, there is no wiggle room. (laughs) They are going to take the show offline. And uh, in March, I think they're going to start the new show. Um, And so I asked them, well, apparently I heard that I may have a little bit of a I don't know, a contribution to that show. But nobody talked with me. Nobody told me anything. There haven't been any negotiations. I don't know anything about the, the, the type of content that you're going to put in that show. And I was thinking, didn't say that, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I first want to see the show before I want to be associated with it. I'd, huh, if it's just about religion in general, about faith in general, and it's not even like... It, uh, specifically Catholic anymore. Who knows what, what kind of topics are going to be in that show. So I don't know if I... I don't know. I, I, I always like to collaborate as much as I can, but it's clear to me that it's obvious, of course, that in a... Uh, when, when, you, when future plans of a broadcasting company involve one of their presenters, that they first kind of talk with me. So... I was a, uh, I was I was happy that this Monday we had that conversation. They couldn't show me anything yet, and because everything is delayed with COVID and 
well, creating a new format is, is hard work. <laughs> it took me more than 10 years to get to the, the level of pro, or to get the show to the level of quality that it has now. Um, so I'm not surprised that it takes some more time than they initially thought. Oh, wow, all these cars are stuck in a traffic jam here. They're all trying to probably get out of the town. I don't know why there are so many cars. Um, you'd think that in a small village like that, you, would, you wouldn't have traffic jams. But apparently, uh, everybody is heading home for, for dinner at the same time. Uh, so, and in the meantime, be, 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 uh, I was thinking, well, if they start, if they can't start in January, then maybe they're going to ask me to make more episodes, which I don't know if I can't do that because time is running out and uh, it's cold outside. There is almost no, uh, no daylight after four in the afternoon. I mean, I can tell right now how quickly the sun is setting and how early or like a month ago you'd still walk in the sunshine around this time but winter is here and uh, well almost here definitely feels like winter with the temperature um should have taken my gloves with me <laughs> but uh uh it's it's really difficult to to film in the month of december uh and then of course half of the month is already taken up by christmas activity so Nobody has time, and it's very hard to do anything. But, so I asked them, so what, what do you want? Do you, do, you, do you want me to make more episodes to fill the gap? Or, no, 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 no. Uh, that's not necessary. We're just going to... Wow, there's no pavement here. It's just grass. I was thinking of heading in this direction, but the, what I thought was pavement for pedestrians is actually just grass <laughs> and probably used quite a bit by people that are walking their dogs so eh, I'm not sure if it's safe to walk there <laughs> and there's still lots of cars I don't even know where this is heading I think there's a bit of pavement over there the thing is I'm it's getting it's dark there are a few street lanterns but I'm walking around in this black uh, rogue squadron Star Wars jacket that is you know, has no reflective uh, stripes on it or anything. Oh wait, no, is that pavement? No, that's also grass. What? What is this town? This town has grass instead of pavement. I mean, I like it. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna walk on the grass. But I've never seen this before. This would be such a. I mean, it looks like pavement. Maybe this belongs to the the villa here on the right. Maybe this isn't public property. It's, by the way, a beautiful... Oh, man, that looks like a house from a fairy tale. Oh, my gosh. You could film Home Alone 3 here. That's how big it is. And it looks very cozy. They've already got the Christmas lights on. Oh, wow. Yeah, this town is the home to many people that uh, um, have probably less financial worries than most, than most of us. <laughs> You see some of the cars that drive here, that, that, that pass you by, and some of the houses. Gorgeous. Anyway, I'm just going to cross the road here. And, well, I'm just going to walk to the left, where I, at least I have pavement. That's good. These trees are beautiful during the day. 
Uh, they have these red leaves. I took a few pictures the other day when I was going for a run. And uh, I'll post them on Instagram soon. They are gorgeous. The mornings are, are, are beautiful now around this time, uh, especially when I walk outside in the woods. Uh, and um, sometimes you get to these open spots where you've got uh, uh, kind of just lower plants and they're all covered in, uh, in mist. And, and oftentimes the spiders will kind of make their last assault on the world of insects because the last battle before winter forces them uh, to, to shelter. And so the other day I was walking there and the entire open uh, space was covered in these silvery threads of, um, of spider webs. It was beautiful. I'm not a big fan of spiders, but I did take some photos, got really close to all those spider webs just for the sake of art. <laughs> um, so I was, uh, I was in a certain way, I was relieved that they told me that uh, they'll just do repeats of my show. On the other hand, I was also a little bit uh, uh, worried that if the show continues, but they're just old episodes, how can I transition my current viewers to the new situation? Um, I'd like to tell them where I went, especially since my role in the new show is going to be very, very, very small. And they also told me that um, whatever my role is going to be is just going to be a presenter of maybe a few segments, at, which I am not producing myself. So I'll just be hired as a, as a presenter, as a face in a certain way. So all in all... Let's let's wait and see. I'm open to uh, to what to, to well open to discuss what they have in mind, but I'm not certain that I, I'm, it's not like oh I'm I'm just dying to be in that program, um, especially if it's going to take me uh, a lot of time. One of the one of the things that I uh, I find hardest of, of working for TV is just this ongoing avalanche of deadlines. Uh, just this, these three past weeks have been just insane. I had to uh, edit three, three, three episodes based on material that I shot in France during two summers, uh, one in 2017 and then the other one just this, this past summer. I knew it was good material, but it still needed quite a bit of uh, uh, of storytelling. You just need to come up with a an overall um, direction of the of the story so it makes sense to watch three episodes i think i i I found a good way to tell the story i was just uh this was around the time of course of the first and the second of november so it's all saints and all souls and so the overarching team that i uh, theme that i came up with with was um how how it's sometimes um culture and and uh uh i'd say that people are always looking for heaven basically we're, we're always trying to connect our life here on earth with the life that awaits us and what is beyond our our grasp and so heaven and earth that seemed to be a good overall theme of of kind of my quest like the idea was like i go to france with my uh with my friends to 
to discover how people in the past and people today are are uh, are trying to connect heaven and earth and how they are um, seeking heaven as we all should something like that anyway <clears throat> the, it, it, when you have to bring in a narrative afterwards it's always much more work than if you if you film with a very specific purpose with a specific goal and you, you know exactly the kind of questions and how one line of questioning is going to lead to uh, uh, the next segment, etc. If you have to figure that out afterwards, it's, it's, it's possible. And uh, since I'm <clears throat> very good at associating ideas... Um, oh, <laughs> I almost got run over by this lady on a bike. Um, I always figure it out, but it is, um, it's demanding. It's very demanding. I have no idea where I am right now. I'm just walking towards the light. I think I'm just going to end up where I where I started this podcast. Because <laughs> that looks like a store. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't really tell. Yeah, that must be the center of the town. I'm still really getting to know the environment. This is... Uh, especially when I do running at night, I always get lost. Because this is not... This is an older town, so all the roads kind of curve and turn, and <laughs> the, the the town has been expanded so much at various times of the <clears throat> various moments in the past that it is, uh, yeah, it's not very straightforward. On the other hand, I I like that discovery aspect of it. Everything is still new and, and exciting. Oh, wait a minute! No, this is different. This is another store. What is this? I thought it was the center. That looks like a bike store. What? Uh, we'll see when we get there. So, um, the uh, I get sidetracked all the time, and then I lose my train of thought because I'm still re- kind of recovering from from this uh, these three three weeks of editing. Uh, the so what basically what happened is I had like two days per episode to to come up with the story and to edit it which is very 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 tight oh what is this den engelson oh it's a a store for animal stuff you can buy your uh, your cat toys here and then next to that is a patisserie Ooh, wow they sell cake and cookies Wow, and this is right in a like in the middle of a of a neighborhood. There is there are no other stores here. It's just an animal store and a a patisserie with cake and cookies. That looks like a a compulsory visit next time I'm out here. <laughs> we need to test all these stores, right? So we need to know where we live and what the quality of their merchandise is. Uh by the way, I already tested out one one establishment uh uh, not so long ago when uh, John and Maya visited me and uh, uh, they're old friends and they came to visit me in my new home and in the evening we went to this steak restaurant which I thought was tiny because from the outside there's just this small window and I thought oh it's just probably going to be three tables and it turns out there's this huge expansion of the restaurant in the back and uh, and it, it was really really good 
wow. They, they had these T-bone steaks that I've only seen in Texas before. <laughs> um, which I didn't eat, but uh, it, it was, I did, did get a mixed grill dish. And it was really, really nice. Everything was homemade, uh, which kind of is obvious in a restaurant. But uh, I had like a coleslaw salad, which I always associate with Kentucky Fried Chicken. This had nothing to do with that. It was so good. It was, ah, oh, like I need to figure out the recipe for this. I want to make this myself. It's healthy and it's tasty and light and at the same time filling. Uh, okay, I can go to the right, I can go straight on and to the left. I think if I go to the left, I'll be probably hitting the, uh, the highway. You know what? I'm just going to cross the road here and continue this calmer neighborhood. There is an old farm here with white walls and lovely garden here. Almost looks again like something from a fairy tale. And on the inside it's warm and cozy and they've got you know kids playing at the at the dinner table. That's something that you it's so typical for the Dutch. They love to have their curtains open and you can just normally for most houses you can just look inside and see what people are doing whether watching TV or having dinner. And it's nice. Personally, I always like to have curtains. Just, I don't know. It's, I'm more of a hobbit. I, I don't need big windows. I do have big windows downstairs. but uh, And I have like half of my curtains are now in place. I'm still waiting for uh, some of the other curtains. <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> the... Uh, Again, I've lost my train of thought. So I've been um, uh, burning the candle at both ends for three weeks now. Um, so the first first episode about France, I think I stayed up all night, uploaded the thing early in the morning. This was three weeks ago, so the house was still half empty. And it, I, I didn't like that experience at all. I was working there, I had no internet. So in order to upload the episode, I had to go at like six o'clock in the morning to the parish uh, rooms and and hook my laptop up to to their to their router Ugh, such a race against the clock and then the next show last week um, I finished the thing at four in the morning and then the latest episode the one I finished this week I think I I had it um, compiled and, and uh, transcoded around 2.30. So, yeah. And I was telling myself that I'm getting... Literally, I'm getting too old for this. This is so damaging. And now that I know how important sleep is, or I realize how... I knew it already, but I realize how much sleep deprivation damages your health and impairs your, your, your functioning. I was like... I am actually, I'm, I'm glad, I'm not glad that they're canceling my program because I, I love to tell these stories. Oh, look, we've got two more shops in the middle of nowhere. Topless.nl, what is that? Topless with one S. I don't think it is what I think it is. <laughs> what, what kind of name is that for a store? And then next to it, you've got a, oh, that's a cheese. No, it's another bakery. Wow, they they love their bakeries, but they also sell 
Gouda cheese, and they've got St. Nicholas in the in the window. What is this? The middle store, the Bromtoll. Oh, that's a, like a used goods. There's a motorbike, no one on it, but it is on top less, I think. What is this? No, it's something about cars. Maybe it's a car repair shop. Oh, maybe it's referring to the top of the car or something like that. Oh no, less. I know what it is. Less with it, with one S. It means instruction. So it's a driving school. And 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 top. It probably it's. Um, I know what it is now. It's a driving school for motorbikes. So it doesn't have a car top. So and it's less refers to lessons. Oh, wow, I'm glad I solved that mystery. I was getting concerned about the quality of the neighborhood here. <laughs> oh, I feel like Sherlock Holmes tonight. Anyway, uh, so I, I, I knew that this is, this is not sustainable anymore, this kind. And I've already outsourced most of the editing, most of the season to, uh, to Hugo. He's editing almost all the episodes. I'm editing about 12. No, 9 in total. I'm, I was going to edit 12. Now I'm editing 9. It's still quite, a, quite an effort. I have two more episodes to make. Those are the final ones that are going to be uh, aired. Um, and I'm just going to do a compilation. Or just going to do. I know it's going to take me more time than I think it is. I'm going to do two episodes where I... Uh, look back on everything I've I've experienced in Rome. I've got so much footage dating back to uh, the time of John Paul II, uh, all the way through the pontificate of uh, Benedict XVI and then uh, Pope Francis. I I have a lot of stories that are already more or less, you know, complete. It's not that I can go back and just lift an entire segment and paste it in here. Although, maybe that is even possible. I should ask if I can do that. Um, but it's it's not going to be the same effort as uh, these three uh, France episodes. But the thing is, while I was working late at night, it, start, it's, it stops being fun. You know, I love telling these stories. I'm always happy with the end result. And when I look back at these episodes... Like a week later, I'm thinking, oh, I, I can't even remember that I edited it. Because it, you kind of work almost on autopilot uh, when it's late like that. And I just trust my instincts. I trust that it's going to be good. Um, but it's no longer fun. It's the kind of, it's the kind of work that normally would, would easily take three weeks. And I'm cramming it into two days. And it's just... I, it's not. It's never been healthy, but now that I'm getting older, it's not that I'm, I'm not fit or anything. Quite au contraire, I am fitter than, than ever than than I've ever been. But now that I'm getting older, I know how. I'm getting wiser. I think I know that this is not good, and it's and it's unnecessary. I mean, I've I've shared before that I've I'm I'm often doing things without realizing why I do them. And it's because I, I want to feel useful. I think that 
people expect this of me. I have very high standards for myself. But are those really my own standards or is this something that comes from experiences in the past where you constantly had the feeling that it, you weren't good enough un unless you, you worked yourself to death? And I'm now at a point in my life that I don't want to do that anymore. And I think that ultimately also the creative work suffers, especially when it comes to sleep deprivation. One of the uh, things that, that I know is that your brain also stops working at top capacity. And so being creative involves, of course, a lot of brain activity. And, and burnout is just one of those uh, results of, of, of working too hard and, and, and always trying to live other people's priorities or, or realize other people's priorities instead of listening to yourself. And, um, and, and ultimately, it impacts and it damages in a negative way Your, your own output and creativity. So, all in all, these last three weeks were another reminder that it's good that this stops. As in many things, uh, and especially this year for me, has been the year of letting go of things that I thought were my life. You know, I work in the parishes, uh, my, my home... Uh, my my friends even my social life was all around Amersfoort, uh, and now my work, all that. Um, I like sub in subsequent stages. I had to let go. None of it was voluntary. None of it was voluntary because I loved what I did. I still love what I do, and I I had no reason whatsoever to, to change my life or to change the circumstances. Oh, wow, this is a nice triangular open space surrounded by relatively new houses. Oh, this is really... This must be the most recent part that was built here. Uh, actually, they're still constructing houses because there's a crane behind this house. These look wonderful. Ah, oh, gorgeous. Uh, sometimes I, I wish I could just film the walk, but then it would be... Uh, Less practical to make. But um, the, the un involuntary... Uh, uh, what is it? The, the, the letting go without wanting it has, I think, in the end, always worked out. And, and, and oftentimes, the things you first don't like and you feel like... Uh, the victim in everything. Uh, oftentimes, they will out. They will turn out for the best, or at least you can you can always turn it to into something positive. It, it, it's as long as you stay in this kind of victim role, where it's like, oh, the world is robbing me from everything I am and everything I do. No, you're still there. I'm still here. My creativity is still intact. I can make new choices. This also cleans house. It's like. Um, like forced decluttering at first you're just mourning about everything you lose and then after a while you start realizing well, why did I have all that stuff and it was just cluttering up my life and now at least I can uh, make room for what is truly important across the road here and I see some other villas behind these uh, fences also beautiful gorgeous houses not cheap I can see that
beautiful gardens as well. Oh, I really live in an upscale town. <laughs> I've, I've not walked here before, but wow, this is pretty amazing. Um, the uh, uh, so for 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 me also this ultimate, in a certain way, sacrifice because I I just need to give it up, and I I loved making this TV show despite all the sacrifices that I had to make for it. <laughs> in the past but it, it worked and it, it, it I think it reached a lot of people that were very happy with the stories that I told but at the same time the price that I'm paying for it was getting higher and higher especially because and this was my own ambition I was uh, I was more and more producing everything myself when I started 15 years ago with this TV work I was just a presenter Oh wow, I'm walking over a carpet of leaves here. These tree oh they still have plenty of leaves left. <laughs> it's like they must be completely barren right now, but no. Again, I'm not sure if I'm walking on a pavement or if underneath all these uh these uh leaves there's just grass. It feels like grass, it's very soft. I have no idea where I am. <laughs> Maybe I should uh, fire up Google Maps here because it's like there's this huge lane in front of me surrounded by tall trees and then on my left and on my right are all these villas. But I don't recognize anything. I I have no idea if I'm heading towards my house or I'm walking away from it. Whoops. Big tree roots here hidden underneath the leaves. Oh, wow. If I were a dog, I'd love this. <laughs> you have all these piles of leaves that you can jump onto. Ah. This may be the same road that I walked on previously, but I'm not sure. Oh, I'll just continue. My hands are freezing off, though. I'm just going to take my recorder in my other hand because... Ah. It's getting cold. Um, I, I'm actually glad that, that I didn't cancel the work, that I didn't stop it. They did, so there's like a, an inev- inevitability about it, which kind of re- releases me of that stress. Like, I know that if the program had continued, I, I would have probably had to make a, a decision on where to put my priorities, because you can't do everything. And... Uh, now that it's clear, I can start focusing on uh, on my on new priorities. This brings me to the last thing I wanted to share with you. Uh, this, as I said, uh, letting go of stuff creates room for new initiatives for to make new choices. And uh, since I'm I'm currently working on getting back to my routines, I've noticed something missing. Like I've, I I use an app called Habitica or Service basically because you can get it on in a browser as well. But I have an app on on my various mobile devices. It's so Habitica H A B I T I C A. I just Google it. It's a it's a really nice uh, habit tracker. So you can just list 
the, your daily habits, your one-time goals, um, like incidental habits that you want to, or goals that you want to do, and then you check them off, and every time you do something, you get points for that, and with those points, you can, uh, there's a storyline with where you are, this warrior, and the more points you have, you can, you can buy a new sword, and then there are all these, uh, <laughs> these enemies that you have to fight, and so basically, it's a, it's a huge motivator for someone who likes gaming, uh, to, uh, to keep doing uh, to keep working on these habits because you get these little rewards every time you do them. You know what? I'm not comfortable walking on this road without pavement anymore. Is this? I mean, this is probably also grass, but anyway, I don't want to walk on the road itself. There are a lot of cars here, and I am almost invisible. So I'd rather stay clear of the of the traffic. Um, so the the I'm 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 trying to do these new things, and, and some of the stuff is uh, I had to I had to modify because my current situation, the house is much bigger, so the cleaning takes more time, and I have to find days. And how how am I going to clean the kitchen? I have to clean that three times a day. Every time I cook, I created this habit of also keeping the kitchen immaculate. Now, it's a very important habit for me because it creates a certain safe place. The kitchen should always be clean and simple. And whenever I go there, it's this oasis of, 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 of joy and rest. It's literally like that. Every time I enter my kitchen, I'm thinking, oh, I love, this is one of my favorite places of the house right now. Because it's, it's always in order. There's nothing cluttered. There's no dishes that need to be washed when I'm cooking of course it's a sometimes it's a big mess but I never leave the kitchen without cleaning it so that's a a habit that I added Uh, but then I have these other habits like journaling journaling as you know has been a huge huge help I never thought that I, I would be such a fan of journaling because for years I heard other people talk about it I'm thinking journaling that's I, that's not for me. No, I, maybe that's good. I could, I could really not see the point in doing that, and it has literally changed my life. So starting the day, journaling, uh, writing down my priorities, what I want to do, how I feel, um, and and then also when I have time, journaling in the evening before I end the day, evaluating. The, the, the goals that I set that morning and then also looking with that positive uh, perspective. Like if something did not work out the way I planned it in the morning, uh, what did you learn from that? What does that teach you? So it's, and that has been maybe the biggest uh, help to change my habits and to learn more about myself and to get this, this more, the kind of this permanent... Uh, mindset of looking at any situation from the positive angle what did this teach me even if things go terribly wrong or or I messed up what do you learn from this if you learn something from it then it's a then it's a win and <laughs> it's not a loss and so that even for the process of um, emotionally uh, accepting what happened this past year uh, this journaling has been 
a, a blessing, a huge blessing. And that's why I'm very motivated to keep doing that. So what I do is like the order uh, is I journal and I follow uh, these, few, the, the build thing. I think I've, I've already shared with that with you, but for those of you that missed that episode. So it's the letters B-U-I-L-D that I follow. So the first question I answer is, what are you going to do for your body, B? And it's usually working, working out or resting and recovering now that I've ran the marathon. Uh, for me, uh, obeying the schedule, the recovery schedule, is, is a new experience. <laughs> it's like taking it easy. That's also a virtue. It's not something bad. It's okay to rest. Actually, it's, it's good. It's better to rest sometimes than to work out. So I'm doing that. Uh, but it could also be um, going to bed in time or eating healthy, counting calories, etc. So I just basically write down what I think needs more attention than the day before. And then you uh, is literally you. So what are you going to do for yourself? That's always a hard one uh, to, to fill it because it always feels a bit selfish to write down what are you going to do for yourself so usually I write down I'm just going to read a book and learn at least I'll make myself useful by, by reading something it's, I, I, I always feel a bit guilty when I put something like oh I'm just going to spend like three hours gaming or something like that but why not that is also something I, also something I do for me I'll get to why that is so sometimes so hard to fill in later but um, let me go through the other entries there so I, what are you going to do for your income? That, of course, is, is kind of part of everyone's work. Uh, we all have to make a living somehow. So what are you going to do for that? What is going to help to, to kind of just to safeguard that? And it's usually podcasting or editing or working. There's not a day that I don't work, uh, to be honest. Even on days that I have the day off, there's always something that I can write down that will, in, in some way or another... Uh, contribute to um, to the income that is necessary to to pay the bills. Wow, there's another traffic jam here in the dark. You know what? I want to. Oh, I thought I was going to look at my phone to see where I am, but um, in fact, I don't have my phone on me. Okay, there is no pavement here either. Uh, again, we're back. Where we were, these cars are all waiting in line. So I, I guess that they are going to the center of the town because that's where the traffic jam was. But um, there's just no safe way for me to walk there without without uh, a light or anything. Wow. Okay. Uh, if I turn to the right here, this goes into the woods. I will never get home if I take that. Maybe I can go to the left there yeah let's do that I think I've been here before oh yeah this is the Home Alone 3 house again <laughs> I think there was a don't tell me I have to go back where I came from oh man that's going to take a while to get home but I don't dare to I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to find a road parallel to this one with all the cars see if I can uh go in the same direction without too much of a detour 
because uh, I need to get some. I need to get inside. It's it's cold. It's cold outside, and I may have been talking for too much for too long. Anyway, oh, no, fifty-one minutes. That's uh, that's okay. Well, I don't know if that's okay. It's okay for me. I still have time. Um. Again, I lost my train of thought. This is the sleep deprivation, by the way. This is this is direct proof of how sleep deprivation impacts the functioning of your brain. I'm like constantly fuzzy. I can't focus on on what I'm telling you, and that's that's just one of the negative aspects of uh, uh, of staying up late or working through the night. And I'm done with that. So, uh, oh yes, I was going through the uh, morning routine. So income, um, L, love. What are you going to do for relationships? To build up friendship, build relationships. Again, that was a hard, it's always a hard one. Because there are many days that I don't really get outside. Or, well, I may go outside to run. But I don't see that many people. Um, And since I'm still, like, working on getting back to the community with the streams and whatnot, uh, there's not much there either. Uh, of course, I, I know that you all are there, but it's not that on a daily basis I have long conversations or lots of exchange. So what are you going to do for love and relationships? Sometimes I just put, well, I pray. <laughs> that is, that's a relationship. Or, um, or I'll just have a chat with uh, some of my friends over WhatsApp or Signal or something like that. But it's usually very shallow, and I, I, it feels like that is an aspect of my life that is just underdeveloped. And I wonder why I'm struggling with that. Am I such a nomad? I'm so am I so so kind of locked up into my own in my own life? I know that I'm not always very outward going, and uh, or outgoing is probably outgoing. Um, so I'm not the party goer has a gazillion friends but still uh, I, I decided that this was an important or should be uh, an important factor in my life and I, I have trouble kind of giving it a good place uh, again I'll get back to why that is and then the final one D is development that's another tricky one so um, the, the idea is you have to always continue to learn um, okay, so I was going parallel to that road. Not for me to go to the right. Huh. Again, it's another detour into making. I feel like I've been here before. <laughs> um, so the, the, um, the, the I, I, I usually try to learn something. I'm, I'm often reading nonfiction books. Um, so the other day I was uh, reading a book that I'll review in the podcast called The Compound Effect. A very interesting book, so I write that down. I'm just learning, trying to develop myself by by reading productivity books or stuff like that. Or um, There's been a time that I always try to spend about half an hour learning vocabulary. Spanish or Latin. Um, but I was... It was hard to be motivated for that, and it's still difficult every day to to fill something in. So once I once I got so that's what I do for journaling, and then the evening, I answer the questions: How did it work out? And what did you learn for every of these every one of these these points? 
that's that's actually the most beneficial aspect of the of the journaling journaling process. There are days that I just answered the the, the random question that uh, <clears throat> uh, what is it called? One day, day one, <laughs> day one is the journaling service that I use. The day one asks me, and it's just because I want to keep that flow going. So it's better to do something than doing nothing at all. So I just. Uh, Sometimes the question is, what is your priority tomorrow? And I'll just write something down and then I'll have done my journaling duty. But the best way to journal is always with this uh, looking back on the day. So once I've done that, I go to my calendar and I give every point a room in my calendar. That's also has been a huge game changer. So it's always nice to journal about ambitions and goals, etc., but a goal is just a dream unless you give it a deadline. So the, 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 I'm always, so I, again, it's a habit. It's a fixed thing I do every day. I, I translate my goals and ambitions for that day into time slots. And then oftentimes I'm already noticing, well, hmm, I probably won't be able to do that. So I have to go back and, and change that because there's just not enough time during the day it helps me to be more realistic about what I can do and also to make sure that I hit my priorities more cars again what is it with all these lines of cars <laughs> you'd think that uh, St. Nicholas is uh, has had an accident with his horse like St. Nicholas is uh, it's our Dutch tradition of the St. Nicholas of Myra who has a horse, of course, and during the night he rides on the rooftops throwing presents in the, through the chimneys for the children to discover in the morning. He does that uh, for about two or three weeks. But I think he's not even in the country yet. <laughs> so it can't be him. What else? I don't know. What's Maybe there's been an accident in one of the main arteries of the of the of the town I've never seen this before <clears throat> but then again I'm never outside at this time of the day um, so the uh, oh this car wants to go to the right thank you for not running me over let me go back to why I had trouble with these these certain sectors of of, uh, of my life when I was listening to the audiobook uh, of Compound, or The Compound Effect, this is very similar to Atomic Habits and Tiny Habits and those books that are making the point that you don't have to do heroic things to change your life. In fact, tiny little changes, if done as habits, can have a huge impact over time. I've noticed that, of course, myself with starting to use these habits and how little things um, like being consistent in counting calories how much I've lost 14 kilos in a few months and it's just because of it and it's not a big deal it's just takes me a few minutes every three days for or three times a day but it has made a huge uh, impact had a huge impact positive impact on my overall form and uh, and health going to bed at uh, a quarter to ten in the evening uh, it's a major it's a, it's a small thing but it's a game changer 
tiny habits will change your life. But the big difference with the other books that I read is that this book tells you to sit down and write down your values. What are the things that you think are important? This is an exercise that I've also done in the past. Oh, I think I'm heading home now. I do recognize this house. Wow. It's a, it's a pity I don't have my phone. I'd love to see the, the itinerary that I've done. But I do, I do know that if I continue this road, I'll end up at the rectory. Ah, I'm starting to recognize the, where I live. Um, I'm actually very close by. So, uh, you have to write down your values. It's, I do this with, uh, or I did this with Cliff as well, Cliff Ravenscraft, when he's coaching me. Uh, so you write down these important things, and then you kind of bring it down to the, what are the three most important values, and then you make a statement, like a value statement. What is your, what is your goal right now? based on these values and I'm, I came up with something like what I, wa- what I want to do is I want to live a holy life and, and not in a pious uh, sense of the word but holy in the sense of I want to live my life as God uh, the, uh, dreams it for me and, and hopes that I will live it uh, because it well it makes me happy and it can make other people happy that's the second aspect I want to help I want to help other people and how do I do that? That's another huge value in my life, is by being creative. Creativity is the, is the main... There we are. This is the rectory. How cool. All right. <laughs> wow. Um, so it is... Uh, uh, I've got my keys here. I'm going to go inside if that's okay with you. Just wrapping things up inside where it's warm. Oh. Oh, I'm so glad I have heating. Uh, let's see. Hey, Google, turn on all the lights. I've been able to hook up. Sorry if that triggered your... Uh... Okay, sorry, I can't find all the lights. So not all the lights still work, and it has to do with the Wi-Fi thing. But most of them do. I'm here in the living room, turning on a few manual lights. Um, so the... Uh, this, what I came up with is something like, I have to refine it, but it is, uh, I want to live a holy life uh, so I can help others. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I want to live a holy and creative life so I can help others to do the same. Something like that. I'm just going to go upstairs here. Because the audio is actually better upstairs because we have carpet down downstairs. It's all uh, hard floors. Ah, let's go to the studio. At least the lights are on in the studio. They they are very obedient. Oh, I love this place. I can't wait to uh, to stream. Uh, but this is also a place where I can sit and play video games. Ah, oh, nice. Let's turn on the fake fireplace. Because that always helps to make this more of a hobbit hole. Oh, I love it. I just need to figure out how to stop the fireplace from beeping because that kind of spoils the illusion. Um, So I want to live a holy and creative life to help others do the same. Um, And then on the basis of that, you are defining your habits. So the habits are 
there to help you realize those important goals. And that's where I think I forgot this, this, this step. I was trying to create a lot of habits without the proper motivation because if habits are not motivated by the bigger goals in your life, um, they become very hard to realize. And the same is true for also getting rid of old habits. It's, it's, if, you, if you just try to go after your bad habits with just willpower, it's always going to fail. You have to have a, a positive goal. You want to realize something you want to create. It's like counting calories. What is your goal? It's a positive goal. I want to be healthy. I want to lose, I don't know, uh, 16 kilos. Um, and I'm going to feel great. And that is helping me to keep counting those calories and avoid junk food. So, uh, and then, anyway, I noticed that for these areas where I was struggling to define, uh, to, to write something in my journal every day, it's because they weren't linked, these habits weren't linked to a bigger goal. So I was thinking, okay, so what is my issue with love and friendship? It's because I know it's important, but I need to be much more specific. Like I want to have like a weekly contact with my family. I want to have, a, a, I don't know, just have a two or three times a week. I want to have a, a chat with the community. I'll go live. I'll just do a Lego stream, all that. Make it super specific so that there is every day something you can do in that area. Uh, so that helps me. That also challenges me to be more specific about this place of friendship and 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 social um, activities in my life, and 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 make it more a prom- more prominent uh, factor in in how I spend my time. Um, what was the other one? You. So why do I always struggle with writing something down that I do for myself? It is because I have not defined what is helping me in these for these bigger goals. So now that I'm thinking, okay, I want to live a holy life. Well, how do you become holy? And I need to make time for God. So it's obvious, but what are you going to do for you? Well, I'm going to maintain, I'm going to spend time in, in, in building my faith and, and nourishing it. Um, I'm also, uh, the creativity, I know that for my creativity, I need to, be creative and not always in a work setting. So playing video games, watching movies, reading books, it all stimulates my creativity, which then joins my my bigger goals in life. I need to be creative because my creativity is the way that I can reach people to help them. It's through my creative work that I do that. So again, it makes me feel much less guilty about writing something that I do for myself because it is helping me to reach my goals. And then um development that's the last thing why am i forcing myself to learn latin or french or spanish it's i mean i like languages but that's not enough of a motivator and it's the first thing that goes out of the window when i when life is busy so i'm thinking no now what what are the areas that I want to develop that help me reach those the big goals, you know, help me to live a holy and creative life to help others to do the same. Well, um, it is uh, 
what, what is one of the th creative things that I want to do? And I can't do that yet because I still need to learn some skills. It's making documentaries. It's, I need to learn more about cameras and, and lenses and lights and, and stuff. So development, instead of just learning vocabulary, it can also just watch a few videos and, and learn more. But like I did this, this morning, actually, I watched a few videos about, about lenses uh, that I could use for vlogging. So I was looking into the 60mm Sigma lens for the Canon, and I was like, well, I don't know if I want to continue with the Canon cameras because if I want to up my game, I need to go to something like a Sony A7S III uh, in order to be able to, to use lenses that are more appropriate for documentary making. So then I started to do some research. I'm thinking, well, that is also development. It's not just like studying. It can be studying. But at least uh, learning uh, uh, how to improve my craft, that is that – I'm motivated because I, that's what I want to do. I want to make beautiful documentaries. And when I was working on my uh, uh, footage that I shot this, this summer, I see a number of issues that I – I'm like, okay, next time I want to vo avoid that because it's really causing trouble in, in editing. So I need to up my game about how I film this stuff. I know how to tell stories, but the technical aspects of it, there is still a lot of room and also a need for improvement. So that's development. So anyway, in summary, I've learned that developing habits by itself is, is great, is fantastic. It has helped me tremendously but before you formulate your habits, before you choose which habits you want to build, you have to write down and think about your, your biggest values in life. What are the things that are making your life worthwhile and worthwhile for you, for God, for, for people around you? And then after you, you found your kind of your mission statement uh, around those values, uh, then translate those into very specific goals what are goals that are facilitating that mission of you help you to live out those values and then finding the habits that you need to develop that's that's easy um and and it will help you to to also be to kind of follow up on those habits and and and, and give them a, a firm place in your life all right i've been talking for too long right now Sorry about that. Hey, um, just keep an eye on my social media uh, channels to see when I go online, and then you will probably see me struggle with uh, Wi-Fi connection problems for a, few, for a while. I will figure this out, and but it's okay uh, if things go wrong right now. It's part of the part of the fun of figuring things out. But I can't wait to show you what I created here on my left. I can see the set. It looks awesome. I've never had such a great-looking podcasting set. Follow me on, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for, uh, for joining me on this, on this cold, dark walk. Take care. <laughs>